Hello dear listeners, welcome to Prepare, Respond, Recover. I am your host Pujita Yadav and this is the first episode of Disaster Tales, your key to analyzing disasters. Today, we'll be looking into the Black Saturday bushfires that happened in Australia. Before we go deeper into the disaster, let's look into what bushfires are, their causes and why they are dangerous. Bushfires are fires that burn through areas of bushland. They are a type of wildfire. These fires are unpredictable and hard to control. These fires are particularly common in areas that experience hot, dry weather like Australia, Greece, Africa and parts of the USA like California. There are are a lot of possible causes for bushfires. They can start naturally when lightning strikes and ignites dry plants and trees but they can also be caused by people. For example, when someone does not extinguish their campfire properly. Climate change can affect wildfires to become larger and more ferocious. Bushfires can become dangerous when they grow out of control and enroach on communities. The flames can burn through buildings and breathing in the smoke from the fires can be harmful. Windy weather conditions can fan the flames, spreading the blaze more quickly. Fire has been an elemental part of the Australian environment for as long as the continent has existed. Much of the vegetation in Australia has evolved to survive, thrive in and even promote frequent exposure to fire. The seeds of many native species require smoke or intense heat to germinate. As Australia became more urbanized, the fringes of cities enroached further into the bushes and it is here in the frontier zone between bush and the city that bushfires do much of the damage. Devastating large-scale fires have increased in size and frequency over the past 2-30 years. It was in this edge environment that the Black Saturday bushfires inflicted the damage that made them some of the most destructive in Australian history. A heatwave struck southeastern Australia in the weeks before 7th February 2009, building on two months of hot, dry conditions. Melbourne endured three days above 43 degrees and the temperature peaked on 30th January 2009 at 45.1 degrees, one of the hottest days ever recorded in the city. These temperatures combined with extremely low levels of humidity to create tinder dry conditions in the Victorian bush. On 6 February 2009, Premier John Brumby issued a public warning that the next day was expected to be the worst day for fire conditions in the history of the state. On the morning of 7 February 2009, northwesterly winds in excess of 100 km per hour scoured the state, bringing hot, dry air from central Australia. The storm helped create almost perfect fire conditions and when the winds brought down power lines at 11.47 am in Kilmore East, the resulting sparks ignited the fire. The Kilmore East fire spread quickly and crossed the Hume Freeway at 1.58 pm. It burned through Van Dong and arrived at Mount Disappointment at 3 pm. The fire was then blown towards Humeville and King Lake. Between 3.30 p.m. and 7 p.m., the fire entered King Lake National Park towards Strothenin, St. Andrews, King Lake, 
किंगलेक वेस्ट चम क्रीक स्टील्स क्रीक अर्थस क्रीक फ्लावरडेल ब्रॉडफर्ड हिल्सवेल एंड टूलांगी द मोरनडेडी फायर बिगैन एट थ्री पी एम एंड स्प्रेड थ्रू द मोरनडेडी स्टेट फॉरेस्ट एंड ब्लैक रेंज इट रीच नॉर्थ पेतोंग एट फोर ट्वेंटी पी एम एंड मेरीज वेल एट सिक्स फोर्टी फाइव पी एम बिफोर बर्निंग थ्रू बक्सटन एंड टैगरटी The King Lake Fire Complex was the most significant fire which evolved from the merging of the Kilmore East and Murrindindi fires on 8 February 2009. It swept through state forests and national parks with flames recorded at 30 meters in height. Other flames began across the state in Bunyip, Horsham, Churchill, Ridsdale, Beechworth, Bendigo, Marysville, Narwarren. and upper fontry gully by evening almost 400 individual fires were burning and victoria police had announced the first fatalities the following day 8 february 2009 the kilmer east fire and the morindendi mill fire around marysville merged to create the massive king lake fire complex hot dry conditions continued and despite the concerted efforts of more than 19000 country fire authority members the fires continued to blaze it would take weeks before weather changes reduction of fuel loads and human intervention extinguished the fires the black saturday bush fires killed 173 people 120 in the king lake area alone another 414 people were injured More than 450,000 hectares had burned and 3,500 buildings including more than 2,000 houses destroyed. The RSPCA estimated that up to 1 million wild and domesticated animals died in the disaster. The impact of the bushfires was so overwhelming that Premier Brumby announced a royal commission into the fires on 13 February 2009 even before the full extent of the disaster was known. The commission investigated all aspects of the government's bushfire strategy and included among its 67 recommendations that the Victorian government revise its advice around preparation for bushfires along with its bushfire education policies and that it modify building codes including banning the construction of homes in high risk areas. Class action lawsuits initiated in the Supreme Court of Victoria against electricity distribution company SP Ausnet eventually led to a 494 million dollar settlement in relation to the King Lake fire and a 300 million dollar out of court settlement in relation to the Marysville fire. At the time, these sums were the largest class action settlements in Australian history. The lasting damage of the Black Saturday bushfires has been the personal cost to individuals, families and communities. Loss of life and injury to family and friends, loss of homes and the memories they contained, the complete alteration of familiar landscapes and the sense of foreboding that such a disaster could happen again have affected people across the fire ravaged region. Doctors and psychologists have reported a rise in suicides among bushfire survivors along with alcohol and drug abuse and addictive behavior such as gambling. The amount of damage that this disaster caused and the long-lasting effect it had on people is truly devastating.
Now let's start with the analysis for this disaster. Preparedness. In order to prevent too many casualties, the Australian government sent a warning beforehand. But according to studies, many people wished to stay back in their home in order to protect it. Few people were unable to evacuate their homes and had to find shelters to keep themselves safe. Subsequent analysis found that despite limited planning and preparation specifically for sheltering on Black Saturday, many people protected themselves from the fire and its effects by sheltering inside houses, other structures and in open spaces. Response Researchers from state fire emergencies and research groups assembled under the Bushfire CRC to look at the issues that arose from the Black Saturday bushfires. They examined things like fire behavior, human behavior, buildings, and land issues. Many people weren't prepared for the severity of fires and therefore a lot of last-minute preparation took place. Fire agencies and councils were only mildly effective in alerting communities about the oncoming fires. The creation of bushfire prevention strategies also resulted from the bushfires. The Black Saturday bushfire saw immediate community responses, donations, and international aid efforts. Government inquiries resulted in a royal commission into the fires with recommendations and discussions. There was a massive and overwhelming international response to the tragedy. Many countries offered condolences and sympathy. Countries including Bulgaria, Canada, France, Germany, India, Indonesia, Japan, Russia, Singapore, Turkey, United Kingdom, and USA offered to send out all types of assistance, humanitarian, fire aid, and rebuilding support. Recover Immediately after the fire, members of the Upper Goldwood Landcare Network and the Goldwood Broken CMA met to discuss how to best approach fire recovery activities. With the Department of Primary Industries, they were the first to engage with the community to begin the job of assessing the impact and reinstating critical assets. Landholders were asked what support was needed and is this understanding of the assistance required was used to apply for funds and the subsequent recovery activities. GBCMA was able to access funding support and these were distributed via land care groups. Funds were used to buy materials such as tools and equipment for fencing, erosion control and weed management and land care groups were able to coordinate volunteers to carry out recovery works. A series of field days was delivered regarding the important issues for landholders at strategic locations across the burned area. Importantly, these events also included the participation of health counselors and professionals. And similarly, healthcare professionals operating in the region were able to inform the CMA and land care networks of the individuals who were ready to access support. This approach maximized the opportunities for community participation and supported the rapid uptake of works on private land. More than $6 million was committed to recovery operations and on-ground activities in the aftermath 
of the fires, including contacting every affected landholder. Approximately 500 volunteers assisted more than 50 landholders to address immediate issues such as fence recovery, tree planting, woody weed control, erosion control, and nesting box installation. The immediate cleanup of affected areas quickly transitioned to a focus on urgent rehabilitation works and controlling the impacts of weed over 400 hectares and feral animals along with protecting fire-sensitive vegetation and critical habitat over 800 hectares. 15 threatened species were protected through activities to translocate or create critical elements of the habitats. The preparedness for the Black Saturday bushfires wasn't good enough to prevent too many casualties, but the immediate response and the recovery done by the Australian government was truly remarkable. Due to the response, there were far less casualties than, than, than there could have been. The knowledge gained has resulted in better weather forecasting, better communication about fires and weather to the public, better coordination and cooperation between emergency response agencies and public land managers, and better building and planning regulations for fire-prone areas. This marks the end of the analysis of the Black Saturday bushfires. All the sources used will be cited in the description. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with Prepare, Respond, Recover and get all the behind-the-scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at Disaster Talks and on Twitter at Prepare, Respond, Recover. In next week's episode, we'll be talking about the Turkey earthquake. So remember to stay up to date. Thank you all for listening. Stay safe. Thank you.